Well, welcome to the North Pine Creative Podcast, where we come together to discuss digital marketing and current trends in digital marketing. Today, our topic is social media marketing. And we've got Luke, we've got Weston here from North Pine Creative to discuss some questions and some how-to regarding these things, as well as to discuss some current trends. So I am the CMO at North Pine Creative. Luke, Weston, if you guys could quick introduce yourselves. Yeah, my name is Luke. I'm the uh, CEO here at North Pine Creative. Um, uh, my name is Weston. I am the COO at North Pine Creative. That's correct. Okay. Right? First question we have for tonight: What is social media marketing? Luke, do you want to answer that one first? That's that's a fun question. It's so like broad. <laughs> so I, when I think of social media marketing, I really think about like. Um, digital advertisements um you know going and running facebook ads or working with instagram and doing sponsored posts and those sorts of things that's what Mm -hmm. i think about a lot of but then on the flip side of that it's also social media marketing like it, it has a lot to do with having a facebook page and having an instagram and having a linkedin and um you know basically it's just if you are on a social platform and you're there with the goal to market yourself and putting your content out there to um you know evoke a response from people that's basically social media marketing mm-hmm. you know it's like um i do a lot with with realtors and they are constantly using it as a way to be showing homes and they don't even di- sometimes they don't even dip into the aspect of like doing ad work uh, uh, Facebook you know advertisements and stuff like that and they're purely just posting like virtual showings and those sorts of things so I really think mm-hmm. that it's it's social media marketing has is is there's a lot of different pieces that make it up as a whole so really one it's that element of you know, having a Facebook page and having that mm-hmm. be a brand page and not just a personal page. I mean, you can, can you still market yourself as a person. What you mean by brand page? What I mean by brand page. So what I mean by a brand page is that um, in both Facebook and Instagram, as well as other social media platforms, there are specific tools and resources that are different from um, setting up a brand page that you get versus when you have a personal page. So a personal page, it's like, oh, it's my bio and those sorts of, sorts of fun things. But on a business page and more of a brand page, you get analytics. So you get to find out, um, uh, you know, what, when are people looking at your stuff? Um, how many p- times people are looking at your stuff when you're posting videos, what's the average watch time? What's mm-hmm. the drop off? So it gives you more, um, an idea of what's actually happening. Um, mm-hmm. and the downside to using, um, brand pages is that Facebook really, especially with Facebook and Instagram is they really like to make sure that they're pushing content out to people that's mm-hmm. like genuine and going to start a conversation. And typically a lot of that stuff usually happens with your friends and not necessarily with a brand page. So that's like a challenge when you do set up that brand page. But I think it's really important to use a brand page versus a personal one because Mm -hmm. it offers so much more flexibility to do things. And yes, you have a little bit, you got some challenges with it, but the analytics are worth it. Um, The ability to add admins and just be able to manage it like a business and not just like it's your- More people can help you manage the page, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And, and privacy settings are different. So, um, there's a lot of different things that are at play, but it's, it's really important. And if you're like, you know, if you're someone who is, let's say 
<clears throat> you're a realtor, so you are your brand, or you do consulting, or you have a, a business where you do massaging or whatever. Um, I think it's important to separate your personal life and your personal mm -hmm. social media accounts from your business. And so I, okay. that's why when I talk to like, you know, realtors about this stuff or when I talk to, um, you know, people who are there, oh, I'm a freelance and I just do this. I think it's important to separate because there are things that mm -hmm. I want to post that are personal that I only want my family to see and mm -hmm. my close friends to see. And I don't want to be posting that stuff on my like you know, business page and stuff like that. And I'm already really careful yeah. about what I post online, but uh, Weston, I don't know about you. Like, do you kind of try and make that distinction at all when talking with people? Yeah, or? certainly. Uh, so it really depends, I guess, on your business. I do some photography and I do find that from my Instagram, I get a few people reaching out to me and asking me like a few questions about like, even if it's just like camera equipment. And I have a really small following in relative to a lot of businesses. And so I think it can be effective uh, if your business is really grassroots and it, and, it, and it is you, it's your personality. I mean, share some personal things, but I do think it is important to have like a, a brand, uh, like a business account mm -hmm. with these social media apps because it also opens up a lot more options for uh, like looking over uh, statistics um, as well as advertising and uh, mm -hmm. keeping everyone together that is interested in your business, mm -hmm. well, that that, yeah, that requires yeah. a different type of uh, a different type of content than making sure your grandma mm -hmm. doesn't unfollow you. You know, and that's a very different. It's <laughs> yeah. it's a yeah. very different uh, ecosystem depending on what your goal is. Because ultimately, if your goal is sales, then maybe you should be looking at what you're posting a little differently. But yeah, I think social media for yeah, business well, it's like is it definitely, super important. definitely cuts both ways. Uh, not to just separate the two and not use your personal account for business, but some people use their business account for personal posts, and that can be detrimental to a brand when they don't differentiate between the two and when they see their business as themselves, they make a personal post and they lose customers over a personal post. Mm -hmm. Uh, when realizing there's a divide there and the divide goes both ways. Yeah, like I don't want to see your vacation photos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just don't. You know, I don't want to see you hanging out on the beach, you know, drinking whatever you're drinking. And I constantly see people who are business related and they're doing that on their not just their personal pages that are like they're using to talk and network with uh, people and clients, but they're also doing that on their like business pages and that's that's concerning because if i'm the consumer and i'm looking at that i'm gonna go "Ooh, do i really want to look be working with this person are they, they they're just on vacation right now so is that why they're not getting back to me it just separating that personal and that business on social media is really important and especially it'll help out your marketing too now i, I know that that's a lot of like stuff and tips especially for company like people who are their own brand and they are their own company but if even if you're a larger company too you know some of those personal things and adding those personal touches to it isn't a bad thing you know like mm -hmm. dog photos and those sorts of things but if you are a business and you are a brand i yeah ben uh, to answer mm -hmm. the initial question yes you should be using a business page mm -hmm. on facebook and on instagram mm -hmm. and on linkedin and not just have like oh we're just going to create a facebook just for our 
Facebook mm-hmm. account just for our business. So yeah, it's one thing to have bits and pieces of who you are coming through your personal account because that makes it more relatable. <clears throat> but ultimately, people are coming for your product, and that's what they want to learn about. Mm-hmm. So with that, on to our next question. Kids say Facebook is for old people. Is it worth it for digital marketing? And I know tonight we've already used the word Facebook probably half of all the times that we reference digital marketing and digital media. So Weston, can you can you address the question, is Facebook even relevant today or do you think it's on its way out or is it going to evolve into something um, new? While, while maybe it may be out of the mainstream to use it regularly if you're if you're younger uh some mm-hmm. interesting statistics that i found was uh active facebook users make up 22 percent of the world's population so if internationally mm-hmm. you're looking for anything it, it, it's very important on, in e-commerce to be paying attention to your facebook or at least have a presence even if you're not actively spending money on promotions um because of this uh like large amount of people on Facebook, you can find a large audience, even if you have a very niche product, just because of mm-hmm. how well they are able to separate uh, consumers into different categories, which from a from a certain standpoint, from a personal standpoint, it's like, wow, they've got a lot of information, but that's a huge benefit to any business looking to advertise is, Facebook can get me in front of the people who are going to click. Uh, Another important Mm -hmm. thing to look at is not only are you advertising to niche people, you're also advertising at like a cost that is a fraction of what you'd spend on television. A good example I found is like a Mm -hmm. CPM for uh, Facebook on average is like $7. That's uh, per 1000 exposures. Um, some more you traditional CPM for, the, for those who are listening right now who don't know what a CPM is. Yeah, Weston, yeah. Can you uh, a CPM is uh, one second is average cost per thousand impressions. Uh, so that's a thousand people looking at your post. Uh, I think the exact definition varies uh, depending on uh, which site you're on. I think if someone scrolls past really fast, it doesn't necessarily count. But that is uh, impressions. Uh, so that's a thousand people looking at that post is only like $7 where on television that ranges closer to 35 or more, depending on, uh, where your market is. And that's just blasting it out basically into the universe. You're not controlling who's turning on the TV and watching, but on Facebook, it is very specific and you can choose age ranges, regions, uh, Mm -hmm. even some, some likes and uh, different kind of demographics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wes, and I just thought about this. So, you know how, like, we kind of always talk about television. It's like, you know, hey, you're pushing it out to a large group of people and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And it's not as, you know, it, it's targeted, but it can only be targeted to a certain point. That's kind of like boosting a post on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that right now. Like, Facebook boosting does absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, it gets sure it gets you like you know people look mm-hmm. at it, but I remember like Weston, you and I were, we were working on another project, uh, for like uh, uh, things that we created, 
and we just boosted it and we didn't do any targeting advertisements or anything mm. like that and it just flopped yeah. like we had you know thousands of people viewing it but no one was converting and no one was clicking on the mm. links and i think we were trying to sell stuff and and it wasn't working um i don't think facebook is like yeah sure it's it is for the old people in a mm. sense because the largest growing demographic on facebook is the elderly right is is senior citizens and they're doing that because everyone else is on facebook like if you're 18 you're on facebook you know and you're checking it once a week or twice a week or whatever so it's yeah everyone's still on facebook and it might not be the in cool thing you know like tiktok is with gen z or like instagram is for you know millennials but it's it's definitely a factor and it's huge and it's large and i mean just take into account that facebook owns instagram and they own whatsapp and they own so many things but <laughs> you mm-hmm. know i i don't think it's you know it's still worth marketing on i i agree with you weston mm-hmm. there's just so so many people that are still there that you can find a niche on facebook now with that being said is it like the end all be all no it's not but if you definitely want to do targeted things and if you definitely want people to find you, it's important to have Facebook. Um, I know that, you know, anytime that I search a brand or I'm looking at a product, I go to their website and I go to their Facebook. And I know websites aren't really included in kind of what we're talking about today, but I go to their Facebook and then I'll go to their mm-hmm. Instagram and I will look and I'll see, you know. So if it's like a lifestyle brand, probably will more likely look at their Instagram right but if it's like a company if it's a business right i'm gonna be looking at their facebook i'm gonna be looking at what people are saying about them you know and and there's a lot of great resources that you can Mm -hmm. find on facebook and you can be that resource really honestly you can be that resource because you have business owners that are on facebook you Mm -hmm. have moms who are on facebook you have bloggers who are on facebook you have everybody on facebook whether you know we like it or not we're there Mm -hmm. i use facebook and i'm not a huge fan of it you All right, know. so Luke, what what do you think is the in platform to do social media marketing on right now? Is it Twitter? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? I kind of think it's – I don't think there's one specific one, and this goes down to knowing your target audience and knowing mm-hmm. what platforms you should be on because I think a lot of times we, we look at social media marketing and we're like, oh, I got to be on this platform and this platform and this platform and this platform and I have to be on all the platforms. But in honesty, it's where is our customers and where are our clients? You know, And I understand that the basic ones to have are Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and LinkedIn, right? But I think TikTok's really up and coming. If you want to connect with Gen Z, go to TikTok. It's there and it's staying around now. Yay, as when we're, you know, we're recording this podcast, like TikTok is officially staying around and there's still details to be figured out with it, but it's not going anywhere. And and I think LinkedIn is another sleeper one. Um, you know, like it's it's not just something that you should just look at and go, oh, I don't want to use LinkedIn because that's not the end thing. Well, but if you're trying to reach businesses, if you're trying to connect with professionals, why don't you go to LinkedIn? Why don't you start marketing yourself on LinkedIn? You know, and and I don't think there's necessarily one or the other that's better. I think it's more of a question of how it fits into your marketing strategy and how you want to use social media. Because mm-hmm. if you want to just pump out like, I don't know, podcasts, for example, or you want to create fun videos, you know, use Facebook and use, you know, YouTube, yeah. you know, because those are two mm-hmm. great places mm-hmm. and cross like post one video. 
You know, you don't have to take the YouTube link and then post it to your Facebook page. Upload the full video to YouTube. You know, so I don't think there's Weston. You look like yeah. You well, to I, say. I I was just saying you you just touched on a point that I think is very important. It, it it's easy to say, oh, I need this social media platform. I need that social media platform, and suddenly it starts looking like a lot of work. But what what some people don't realize is you should just be recycling a lot of your content. Like a lot of your content that mm-hmm. is going to Facebook should be either posted in whole or cut maybe a little bit shorter and put on Facebook and then maybe cut a little shorter if you want to and put on uh, Instagram either whether that's a live story or just a post because as long as as you are putting in Mm -hmm. the time to make sure that your content is interesting which should be your number one goal with uh, social media marketing if you're posting it shouldn't just be uh, product photo, uh, product price. It should be what what's the benefit of the product? What What is entertaining about it? Can you make something entertaining, a commercial or uh, a, a post that gets someone interested in your product? Uh, I kind of lost my train there, but I, I think I think it's very important to yeah. not necessarily be recycling uh, content from a long time ago, but recent content uh, should go on every social media platform that is like that it applies mm-hmm. to. Like maybe not always LinkedIn yeah. and YouTube, but almost always yeah. Facebook and YouTube, almost always Instagram yeah. and YouTube, you know? Yeah. Well, with that thought, Weston, uh, the next question we're going to roll through is what platform should I use to market my business? So you just mentioned quite yeah. a few and you just mentioned YouTube. Uh, so you want to unpack a little bit about how the decision making that goes in. If I only got time to do one or two of the five or six above listed platforms, how should I decide which one to use for my business? Well, uh, I think uh, first off, I can't just answer that question for you. I can give you some criteria, though, that would kind of help, mm-hmm. help you with that. I think Facebook and Twitter are almost always a good option just because uh, no matter what you're primary source of uh, digital marketing is a lot of that content can be reused and there's Facebook groups that would be interested and there's Twitter Twitter groups that would be interested in uh, content. Uh, That being said, uh, if you're like a business to business type of a a company, maybe you want to focus more on LinkedIn than uh, some of the other, like maybe Twitter's not as important to you. Uh, Maybe TikTok's not important because you're, target market is whatever age professionals in engineering or something. Well, TikTok mm-hmm. is not necessarily where you're going to find the audience for that. And the little bit of audience <laughs> that you do find is not likely to click for, you know, professional engineering consulting on TikTok, right? <laughs> uh, so, so yep. I mean, obviously it depends on the business. I think it's safe to say that if you are a business to consumer business uh facebook twitter and instagram if you have a physical location you're going to want to make sure you've got good like yelp reviews even if you don't necessarily have like a super active like page but just like be focusing on that because that is also um very important and i believe included when it comes to social media is people's reviews of your business really on any on any website but i would say Mm -hmm. what platform should you use look at what are your major competitors? What are the ones that are doing good? What are they doing? What's successful for them? A little, just a tiny bit of research. 
in that department can go, I think, a very long way in ensuring that you're on the correct mm. platforms and you're posting at the correct times and all of that. Luke, do you have any thoughts on this question? Yeah, I, I agree with you with, with, with what Weston said. It's, it's really based on where your target market is and what your business is trying to accomplish. Because you're right, if you are like a law firm, does it really make sense for you to be on TikTok? Yeah, it might be fun, it might be cool, and you could get some leads from that, but probably not the place you want to be. You know, mm -hmm. so I'll, I, I always like to talk when I'm talking to clients and when I'm talking to people, go back to, okay, let's start with the main ones, right? Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, right? What are Now let's talk about what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. Let's talk about who your target audience is and what platforms they're on and if this would fit into a strategy and then move from there. Because to be honest, Twitter is one of those things where it's like you should be posting, you know, and you can be posting multiple times a day, right? You can mm -hmm. be posting six, seven, eight, nine times and it's quick thoughts. But like, do you really need to do that all the time for your business? Maybe not. So it's it's mm -hmm. it's really determined on kind of what your strategy you want to craft and what you have time for. And if you only have time for, you know, the you know, a few of them, I'd say just do the major ones. So just make sure you have a Facebook, make sure you have an Instagram and put yourself on LinkedIn if you are uh, uh, pro like not a cert product oriented, but you're more of a service oriented, and you're more doing a lot of B two B things. If you're not, yeah. and throw you're not yourself just saying on put your personal Twitter. profile on LinkedIn. You're saying create a, a company LinkedIn page, correct? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you should have your personal one, right? But um, if you're a business and you're trying to say you work. You know, oh, well, we help people ship things or we put things on products for major companies, right? Like we produce that stuff. You're going to want to be on LinkedIn as a LinkedIn page and you can have, you know, your own personal one. Like if you're a freelancer, do you really need to make a LinkedIn business page? No, not really. You don't. But if you are a company and an entity, it'd be good to have your own on LinkedIn. So, yeah, I would just stick with the major ones if you really don't know what you're supposed to do. But if you don't have time to do every single one of them, that's okay. Just pick one of them and go for it, mm -hmm. you um, know? Along with picking one and going for it um, and uh, kind of recycling content, uh, using a scheduler that could uh, post to multiple different yeah. uh, accounts. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is a, that would be insanely beneficial because then you could have an Instagram, a Facebook, and a Twitter, and all you have to do is write one post. And then if you want to edit it, you could just edit the Twitter one and then put this one post at this time, this mm -hmm. one post at this time, this one post at this time. You've got one post that went across all of them. So it's not uh, – it, it can be very easy as long as you're making the step to do one social media platform and doing it right it can be fairly easy to at least have a presence on several others. Okay, and for those who don't know uh, what a scheduler yeah. is, Weston, can you unpack that a little bit? So um, one one example of one that I have used in the past is uh, Buffer. I don't know if this is the best, but it is very convenient and it's free up to a certain point, which is very nice. Uh, and what you can do is you can uh, – in, in some of them, it will tell you what the best times to post are, and some of them uh, you'll have to kind of edit that and change it yourself. But uh, it allows you to write so a post at kind post. of any time. Uh, you could be doing it at midnight, 
and then it will help you uh, schedule it to a specific time where your audience is the most engaged in that social media app. Mm. Um, and then what you can do with that as well is, like I said, you can duplicate that across several different platforms or you can schedule an entire week's worth of posts in the matter of an hour or two um, mm -hmm. across all your different social media platforms. Uh, it's really not that hard hard to use. It's just like posting to anything, kind of to anything else, except it doesn't post yet. And once that time hits, it posts. So say you're up super mm -hmm. late, but your audience is up at 7 a.m. You don't have to get up at 7 a.m. to post that. You could just schedule it. Mm. And I don't know. This is something that's interesting that Facebook has been doing. So they created their own. So if you really want to make life simple, you can just use Facebook and Instagram and interlink both of those accounts and be cross posting mm -hmm. super, super mm -hmm. easily. And you can be posting, you know, the video that you posted on that's like two, three minutes long on your Facebook. You can cross post that all the way to your um instagram account using igtv and igtv if you don't mm. fully know what that is um it's basically a way to do long video on instagram because mm. you know their actual just posts themselves can only go up to 60 seconds so it's kind of like youtube but for you know or watching videos on facebook but on instagram so it's kind of like their way it's their instagram tv um, or their YouTube sort of a way do for we, the platform. Does someone have to pay to use Instagram TV, Luke? No, you don't have to pay at all. It's completely free. Um, I mean, definitely if you want to boost things you, and, and promote stuff, then mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to have to pay for that. But going back to kind of the scheduler, um, they have uh, called it's called Facebook uh creator studio and then they also have their instagram creator studio and they're both connected and it's a really really easy way you can schedule posts and do everything directly through there so if you're like hey i know that a lot of people that i you know do business with or want to reach they're on those platforms use that you know mm -hmm. like just you can use it it's free it's there and facebook offers um analytics and perfect data to kind of you know say oh well they're really interacting with these posts when I'm doing them at like, you know, like Weston said, 7 a.m. Or, oh, they're more interacting with them when I'm doing them at, you know, 8 o'clock in the evening. And that's that's a whole other discussion that we could probably have too. And I don't, you know, is when to be posting mm -hmm. on social media and what's kind of the criteria behind that mm -hmm. and is there a best time. And there's a whole loads of like just – I could talk for like 20 minutes just on that stuff because <laughs> it can get um, really in-depth. But you can also make it simplified. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a fantastic program that's completely free as well that you don't even have to think twice. It's all just integrated into one system. And then mm -hmm. you don't have to feel like, oh, well, I have to have my Facebook account, and then I have to have my Instagram account, and then I have to link it to something else, you know, if you really want to simplify it. Is mm -hmm. it the end-all, be-all? No. <laughs> you know, I, I, I prefer to use another platform, um, for managing social media. Um, and I do like buffered West and mm -hmm. I'm with you on that buffer is, Ooh, Hootsuite. I have mixed opinions about Hootsuite. I don't know. Hootsuite Weston, do you ever Hootsuite? Well. I have not. I have, I've also heard mixed responses, how it, it's really good if you pay for it. Um, it's worth it. And I've also heard that there's other options that are, 
just as useful. Maybe don't necessarily have all the gadgets and whistles, but it's free. So I don't, I don't know if they have a free version currently. I know for a while, I think it was they do. mostly paid was like the benefit of using it. But yeah, they do have a free one, but like when I've used it, it's just, it's clunky. The UI is terrible. I always had a difficult time scheduling things. And this blows my mind because Hootsuite is like an industry standard company when it comes to, you know, information about how to do and how to schedule and analytics and everything like that. It's great resource for that. Mm -hmm. I just don't like their social media scheduler and they got rid of the analytics feature. The last time that I looked, they got rid of that. I don't know if they still have that, but that's a big key driver for me is mm. analytics because then it always goes back to the data. Because if I'm posting something and like a type of content and it's not getting engagement, if I'm doing four or five minute long videos and it's not getting engagement and it's not doing what I want it to do, right? It, I have to evaluate that and go back to the drawing board and kind of whittle out what the issues are. Um, and analytics help with that, and they just don't really have that. So then I have to go to multiple other places to get those analytics. But um, another cool one is Canva is getting in on that. Uh, they're starting to do the social media um, scheduling game. If you don't know what Canva is, it is a free program. Um, they have a paid version, and I highly recommend using the paid version because it's 15 bucks a month, and it is amazing for what you get for 15 bucks a month. It helps you create not only social content, but you can also create flyers for events. So you can do printing. You can make business cards. You can make logos. And now, are they great logos? Not really. Um, <laughs> just being honest, if you want a logo done right – talk to a professional like Weston, <laughs> <Thank> you know, <laughs> so go to northpinecreative.com. Yeah. If you want, if you really want to make sure that your logo is going to be done right and it's going to be plastered on a lot of different things and it's important and it's important to have a solid logo. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't think it's great for making logos. Is it great for creating concept ideas? Yeah, but not really for just yeah. creating logos, but in the realm mm-hmm. of social media, it's a fantastic tool because it's really easy to create social posts in there with the specific guidelines to post on Instagram and post on Facebook. So they have, you can select a preset and it says social media and I won't get into the specifics of what size that is, but then it'll come up with template designs and you can easily select those template designs or you can create something completely from Uh scratch. And they're allowing you to do video stuff now so you can create like video style posts on Instagram and for your Facebook and it's, it's really, really cool and there's so many creative things that you can do with it. So if you don't have the time to invest in someone to create a lot of that stuff for you, it's a really easy substitute in the short term. Um, But I would recommend definitely finding someone to, um, whether that be on your team or hiring someone kind of like us who does those sorts of things, um, to create those social posts for you. So then that way you know it's not just like, oh, it's just a kind of template and it really fits your brand. I, I love Canva. I, I use it all the time. I use it on a daily basis. I cannot speak more to it because what used to take forever putting into Illustrator and creating social post fun graphics, I can do in half the time 
on a on on Canva and it can look amazing and I can animate it and I can do so many cool things with it that just make it pop and catch attention so I can really add in it, it quickens the it quickens the um, the length of time to get it done but it doesn't reduce my creativity at all all right so if I heard you guys correctly there's you can post you can schedule posts through Facebook and it will cross link over to Instagram. For those of you who don't know, they're owned by the same company, so they, those they go hand in hand. So you you can schedule posts through Facebook and Instagram. It sounds like you can edit them too. You can schedule posts through Canva. Is that correct, Luke? Oh yeah, absolutely. They just rolled and, that out. Like, what was that? A month ago, I was using it. It was like you can now schedule posts through this. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. They're kind of just taking over, man. They're doing so many things. All right, and Weston, you want to you want to. Uh, state that company one more time that you prefer to um, with? I, I've never, I haven't tried Canva yet. I will say I very much like Canva's other products, but um, what I have used in the past is Buffer, uh, and that is, Buffer. I'm just familiar with it, and it's free up to scheduling like 10 posts. So you could do like two weeks worth of uh, content, just sit down in one night and do that. But I, I, I imagine you could do that with a plethora of other products uh, other websites oh, yeah. now you know the way technology is 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 moving forward i've just been using the same one for a couple of years right are there any other platforms we haven't mentioned that someone could use to schedule that are well okay so that depends yeah. it depends on what you it all goes back to it depends because like it depends on what you want to get out of it if you want something simple quick and easy buffer's fantastic but if you wanted to you can get buffer super complicated really quickly and same thing with other platforms um, like Hootsuite, you can get that really complicated really quickly, and that can end up, you know, getting really, really expensive. But you know, for us, it's worth that cost because we're servicing clients and helping them with that. Mm -hmm. So, and by complicated, you mean it could just be a, it'll be really extensive and it'll do a lot for you. Absolutely, and it gets like there's it gets so robust. The one that I really like to use um, is called Sendable. Uh, it's kind of newer. It's newer-ish in the market, um, so it's not like it's like a the Hootsuite where it's been around forever and ever, and everyone knows who it is, or HubSpot, who's been around forever and ever and ever in a day. Um, but they're a little bit smaller, um, but they do a fantastic job uh, on their platform. It gives fantastic analytics, everything like that. It's built specifically um, to be able to maintain social media platforms. And for agencies, so that's why I really like it because I'm coming at it from the maintaining multiple social media platforms um, and not just maintaining one. Um, so if you're someone who is, you know, like us and does those sorts of things and helps businesses manage their social media, that might be one that you want to look into so you can be managing multiple different clients on that platform. But if you're just, you know, trying to manage your own business one, yeah, I would probably just go with Buffer or Canva or just use the Facebook scheduler that's available yeah. to you. Um, and there's so many of them out there. Like you could just go down a list and give like 20 of them. Yeah, it, it kind of depends, I think, on uh, what what uh, social media platforms you're on because some of them are geared more towards business and some of them you could use kind of personal as well. 
Um, some of them do include TikTok. Some of them don't have TikTok. I, I think a lot of them don't yet have TikTok, but they have like a lot of the major ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, if if you were doing a lot of TikTok content and for some reason you had a business where, especially like e-commerce, where you're doing uh, TikTok stuff, one that I have heard of in the past, I just had to get a quick refresher on the name was uh, Social Pilot. Um, I think it's a little more expensive, but it has very uh, comprehensive yeah. tools to use. And uh, it includes TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Google, Pinterest, Tumblr, and whatever VK is. Okay, so okay. if you're a business owner, I, yeah, that's a complicated, yeah. right? Like that's that's a lot, but simplify it. You know, simple is best. And you know, when you're simplifying things and you're putting a little bit of effort in, you know, that's that's off to the right start. You know. Mm -hmm. All right. For getting well, with started. That, let's move on to our next question. How much money should I put into social media marketing? Weston, you want to take a crack at yeah. that question? Um, so it, it really depends on where you currently are at. Uh, the, the first thing I want to say is you could spend as much money as you want with a bad post or a bad ad and get nothing back. So I think I think your, your first and in, initial thought should be I need to invest in – uh, my content, whether that is you need a better camera, you should be able to just do it with whatever your smartphone is. Most modern smartphones have a good enough camera or um, mm. video for, especially for social media, because that's what everyone's expecting to see is like something that was made oh, yeah. with a phone. Uh, mm -hmm. I would say that a lot, a lot of the time people will go with almost 50% of your marketing budget being digital and maybe somewhere in like the 20 to 30% is paid promotional. Uh, that being said, if you're a very small business, honestly, one or $2 a day, uh, would help get some movement going and you'll get daily likes, you'll get uh, new followers daily and that will build over time. Uh, it is something that you need to look at as an investment. It's not necessarily going to pay off yeah. immediately, especially if you're yep. a startup. Uh, if you already have a uh, social media following and you are trying to convert your followers into consume or like uh, your your social media followers into like physical product consumers. Um, you don't even necessarily need to pay for that. You just need to get those likes and you need to get that movement. So I, I think it's important to set, to set goals and take a look at what do I want out of this? Do I want sales or do I want likes? And if you want likes, you know, mm -hmm. throwing some money at it is not, is not bad because you're going to be getting exposure and you're a lot more likely to convert someone who's already following you with a regular post than you are with someone who's never heard of your post or never heard of your business and is seeing it for the first time. So this is something people need to, to budget for on the monthly going forward. How much money do I want to spend on social media marketing is what you're saying. Right, right. Um, honestly, uh, it's important to just start. I, in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, whatever you can afford and whatever you think is effective. Uh, like I said, I've, I've done, uh, um, like one or $2 a day, uh, campaigns over the course of like a couple weeks and you don't see a ton of movement, but it's only one or $2 a day, you know, you said one or $1 $2 or $2 a day. And that, and that'll just start 
what you're doing. That being said, if you're trying, if you already have a good following and you've got the money to put behind it, uh, as long as you are f doing the content like appropriately, something that someone is going to click on when they see it, I mean, the sky is the limit. There are there are companies out there. I mean, depending on how like what your product is, you could be reaching almost everyone on Facebook if you have the capital to do so. And as long as you're converting them, you're doing good. So let's say just test it. Try, you know, a hundred dollars mm -hmm. or even a couple dollars a day and just see what's working and work off of that. You're not gonna you're not gonna become a millionaire overnight by with a hundred dollar Facebook ad. You know, it takes time, it takes mm -hmm. effort, you gotta perfect it. That being said, if you've never done it, don't spend four thousand dollars on one post, right? <laughs> but fi fi figure what? out. What you don't want me to go out and just blow all of my savings yeah. on advertisements. If you're going to be posting regularly, spread your uh, spread your schedule out over those periods mm -hmm. of time. That way, you're getting constant traffic. Uh, other than that, do do what you can afford, and as you get better at it, suppose I mean technically, you should be able to afford more if you're getting better at it because you're getting more mm. conversions yep. and you're getting more attention to your business as well. So honestly, yeah. just something start. we've talked about. It doesn't have to be that hard. Just start with something. Yeah. yeah, something that we've we've talked about already tonight is views. Views are not con converts. And that's mm -hmm. a word that Luke's said a few times tonight that that what we mean by that is someone who's actually followed through by buying your product. Yeah. So viewing, it's it's nice. We want to have views, but it's not them buying the product that's not bringing revenue to your company so do not make a mistake uh, those who are listening views ultimately didn't do anything for your company you got brand people know your brand but they didn't buy anything from you they didn't choose to go with you um, as clients or as companies as buyers uh, so be wary and make sure you know what they're promising you they're not promising you sales they're promising you potential customers mm -hmm. you still have to sell the product so something you've mentioned already tonight luke is analytics how important yeah. is analytics when it comes to paying for ads and whatnot uh, how, how do i analyze the analytics and where do i get it and, and what is it going to tell me and how important is it yeah so starting off with it's gonna it depends on where you're marketing on the platform right so for my example i'm just going to use Facebook. So if you're putting money into Facebook advertisements, uh, you go into the back end. They have a Facebook um, manager, and it specifically manages your posts that you're doing and ads that you're doing, and it's, it's called an ad manager. <clears throat> and in the back of the ad manager, you can select a bunch of different qualifications, and that's really where you want to be so you can do more targeted posts to mm -hmm. specific people instead of just boosting. So as Weston mentioned, you don't want to just throw your money away. Boosting is kind of like throwing your money away, and it's getting just showing a bunch of people, but that's it. So you'll see on the analytics, oh, I saw like that, like a thousand people saw it, but only none of those converted. So um, it kind of goes back to just looking at what you're doing, and let's say you make. So let's go step by step. So you create it. You have this idea for an ad. You want to run it. You go to your Facebook ad manager. You create the ad. You put your budget to the ad. Now that mm. you've put your budget to the ad, you can go down the process and have that ad start. 
Um, so then once that's running, it'll show you and give you analytics based on how is that doing. Now the hard part is trying to track and make sure that those are actually turning into leads. So you gotta know what your end goal is. So if I'm creating an advertisement and I want them to go to this form and fill out this contact request, mm -hmm. all right? So I have them, I do this ad and it says, you know, learn more or get started today or click here with your call to action. And I have about 100 people who click that, right? And 10 of those people click that. I know that I am only I am and my math is going to be really bad on this but uh, correct me if I'm wrong Ben that'd be what that'd be a conversion rate of uh uh 10% right Say the numbers one more time If it was if I had 100 and this is stupid this is simple math can you tell that I'm a creative <laughs> <laughs> uh so you have 100 people and they all click on the ad and 10 of those people fill out the form yeah, it's 10%. And, and click submit. That would be 10%. Now, that's really high. So the average that you really are going to see is anywhere from 1% to 3%. If you're in that range and you're, you know, selling, you're doing advertisements and you're getting 1% to 3% of the people who are viewing it are converting, that's a good conversion rate. That's not bad. If you're getting 10, that is incredible, right? So now that you had them fill out that form, you can say, okay, I know that I can follow up with these people because they want more information right if you're a product you track it based on sales right mm. so if you're seeing that k these people are going to the website and now i'm seeing an increase in the like the sales that i'm getting from my website because after i started doing these posts right then you can figure out your conversion rate and how mm. many people are actually doing it so it, it, it there's kind of some math that's involved with it it's pretty simple math as you can see i can do simple math um, I just second guess it. So I do it twice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how you can tell and read those analytics. And that's why it gets complicated is because that comes with time. And as Weston mentioned, like you're not going to know all of it right away and you're not going to be able to just, you know, know how to do everything. It takes time. And there's a lot of different resources that are out there to help you. Um, and hopefully, you know, this podcast that in this episode is helping you kind of open your ideas to how are you going to create that marketing strategy? And is this really going to be worth it for my business? In the long run, yes, it just takes time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is A, B testing, right? Just like when you put a new burger on your menu, right? It's A, B testing. Are people going to like this? There's some data and some information and people have been kind of asking for something like this, but I don't know if it's really going to work until it's out there. There's data that can mm -hmm. point you in the right direction and kind of say what they will like and what they can do. But if it's not working, try it, try something else. And it takes time. You know, a lot of people will be like, well, I boosted this post and these people aren't coming or I did this and people aren't, mm -hmm. you know, attending this event or doing this thing. And it's like, OK, well, you got to analyze and try something else because clearly that's not working. And that's a lot of what, you know, advertisement marketing is and social media marketing is, is what's working and what's not. Yeah, Luke, right? you just and mentioned a term called A-B testing. For those who don't know, what what is A-B testing? Yeah, so A-B testing is basically where you have two different things. Uh, two different advertisements or two different um, you know products or whatever and you're kind of putting them up against each other and you just they're the same thing but you change something slightly so for example if it's an advertisement okay well we have uh, a call to action that says you know act now and then on the other advertisement we have one that says um, 
connect with us today and you put both of those out there and then you track which one is doing better than the other and you give them the same parameters it's mm-hmm. basically kind of like the scientific method almost but in a more marketing sense that's how mm-hmm. i kind of look at it is when i create my hypothesis i think this is going to work i have a control group and i have my other group and i'm testing both of those back and forth together so that's what A-B testing is, a very long way to say what it is. It's basically comparing two things and which one's doing better. And if I have one that's doing better, I'm going to boost that one, right? So, mm-hmm. we, you know, Wes, we kind of talked about where do you put your money, right? Do that. Try that. Do two advertisements. Put a dollar or two dollars a day on each one. Which one of those types of advertisements is getting you more, you know, is getting the conversions that you want Stop putting money into the other one and transfer that money over to the one that's working, right? Because then then you're going to see, okay, then you can possibly double what you're going to be making or what you're trying to accomplish. So then it also kind of boils down to what you want to accomplish too. Do you want leads? Do you want more sales on your website and those sorts of things? And that's that's a whole other topic, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Weston, did you have anything you wanted to share? Um, uh. I think Luke hit most of those points. Uh, I, I just kind of want to second that that A/B testing is 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 phenomenal tool because you can figure out what's working better. Well, I'm going to start this. What's different about this, and what's my next step to make something even more effective? And it kind of goes along with just starting. Just try it. Just do something, even if you're not putting a lot of money on the line. You're at least getting better results with the money that you are putting on the line. Mm-hmm. Gary V talks about that all the time. I don't know if anyone follows him and I know that he has a lot of people who are critical of him, but the guy has had success and it's through hard work and through doing. And he talks mm-hmm. about that a lot of just doing, just put out content. It doesn't have to be the best thing in the world, the highest produced thing. Is it great to have really high produced content? Absolutely, but work with what you have, right? And set your strategy and set your budget, right? And put the pieces together in that. Um, you know, so if you're a small business owner that's listening to this, just start trying things, right? Just start trying. And then eventually, as you go and as you learn more, put more money into that budget, right? Um, but don't think that if you don't put any effort in and you do like a couple things that you're going to see the giant return that you want. You are definitely going to get out of it what you put in, but just starting to do stuff. Because, yeah, Weston, you're right. Like our phones are incredible. Mm-hmm. Like the cameras and what you can do now mm-hmm. on a phone is nuts. Is it like, you know, the best cinematic quality in the world? No, but like in tech-related stuff, um, if you've looked at anything that the uh, Galaxy S20, I believe it is, holy buckets! Like the cameras on those phones are like just as comparable to my camera. Now, with that being said, it's just as expensive, <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And over time, you're gonna not be using that phone anymore. And I mean, I guess the same thing could be said for camera equipment, mm-hmm. but like. You know, that's incredible to me that someone who is 15 or younger can be creating super cool cinematic things that maybe not have the best stuff or they might be learners, you know, and grow with it and create that. And that's that's off topic. Sorry about that. But um, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, just just try. Just do. 
just yeah, well, we've covered do. a lot of great content tonight and we want to close through by mentioning a few current trends or some news in digital marketing and i believe instagram made an interesting change in the past couple of weeks luke do you want to address that change instagram made and how uh, businesses need to incorporate that into their marketing yeah so it's slight changes and they just made another one too ha! now i don't know i didn't look to see if they uh rolled this out to everyone because sometimes what they'll do with updates is they roll it out to select groups of people so you might so you not mean see A-B this testing. right away huh you mean they're doing a b testing oh yeah oh yeah they're definitely doing that and they roll they're going to roll it out to the people who are more active on their platform too so then they can know how to refine it. So if you really want to get updates and things quicker, be active on the platform. I'm on Facebook so much, uh, you know, for work and stuff, um, not just looking at fun cat videos and memes on the internet, okay? But, you know, so I'm on it a lot. So I ended up getting and getting to see their new layout and how they did their update fresh look um, before some other people did that I knew because I was very active on the platform. So they do a lot of slow rollout stuff. So what Instagram is doing now is two things. One, their story icons at the very top of the page are bigger. They made them like twice the size. They're ginormous now. It kind of pisses me off. (laughs) But I'm sure they're getting a lot of data that most people, they go to Instagram and they instantly click those stories. You know, Mm -hmm. I know I do. So they're seeing data, I'm sure, that's proving that. Um, And I'm kind of talking out of my butt as to why they decided to make that decision. But that's something. So be using Instagram stories more now because Mm -hmm. it's a thing and it's important. And you can cross post to your Facebook, which is awesome. And the other thing that they did is when you scroll through your Instagram when you get to the bottom and you've seen all of the new posts that people have done, it does this like little, you're, you're all caught up. View older posts in a small thing. And then if you keep scrolling and you don't click that, it shows you suggestive posts, mm. like suggested posts, not suggestive, suggested uh, posts based on content that you interact for. So there's two two major things that I think is going to come into play with this is one, you're going to run into issues if you're not making content that people are interested in. They're going to scroll past it and you only have a couple seconds to grab them, right? And then two, if you are making something that's really interesting and you're starting to grow and you're seeing that, there's a possibility that Instagram is going to take your posts that you've been making and push those out to people. Like that's Mm. crazy. They're going to start taking stuff and basically do promotion on those posts. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they start like doing some paid thing for that. Um, Like they've already been doing for boosted posts, like boosted posts on Instagram. Like I remember when they came out with those and I scrolled past something, it was like, Oh, that's really interesting. And I didn't realize it was an ad. That's creepy. Mm. You know, it's like they're making so many things that are, and that's, it's creepy, but it's smart, you know, like making something feel as just it's there because people won't always want to interact with it. And that's a, that's another fun tip. If you're using Instagram stories, 
you don't always want to do super highly produced videos on Instagram stories because part of the charm of those and Facebook stories is the authenticity of recording it on your phone and not having it be crazy edited. Do I love crazy edited things? Absolutely. Is it important if you're like a really big brand? Absolutely to do that stuff. But if you're going to boost that Instagram story and it's highly edited, someone's going to scroll past it. Guarantee it. Something else that's changed recently in social media is not only are stories being uh, pushed more on Instagram, but they're more of a thing on YouTube than they've ever been. YouTube is not uh, tone deaf to what's going on. They're trying to act like a social media platform more and more. It's not just videos like it used to be. If you're on YouTube on your phone, there's stories there. Right after the first or second video, there's stories and it, quickly transitions the same way Facebook and Instagram does. So for those of who don't know the difference between posts and stories who might not be very active, the posts is what you're used to seeing, a bunch of words, maybe a video, maybe a graphic. But a a story is just pure video. There's usually no no text that goes with it. Usually they're under, I think you said, a minute or 30 seconds, Luke. They're really Uh, short. 60 seconds or less. 60 seconds or less, so they're not Typically. long. If, if you want to go something bigger than that, like you're at an actual video you'll post to the chan- your YouTube channel, that's your Instagram TV, where Instagram TV is now acting kind of like YouTube, where you have long video content that you can find. But one thing to wrap this up that Weston has said is to use your content more than once. If you make a video that's 30 seconds long, it should be on your Facebook. You can link it to your Instagram so it's automatically there as well. And that will also go on your YouTube story if it's applicable to that audience. If you make a good post, you should be able to edit it and put it on, on multiple platforms. So the question of what platform do I use becomes how can I make this content easily posted to multiple platforms? So it's really more a matter of how well you can manage the content you create. So with that, we have to draw this podcast to a close. We want to thank our listeners. We want to ask that you check us out at northpinecreative.com. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. We'd love to share more of our content with you. And as always, you can fill out our form on our website for a free consultation with any one of us to help you strategize how you can improve your digital marketing with your company. Have a great day.